0: Hey y'all welcome to this joyful life podcast my name is rachel Witt. welcome to episode six i'm glad that you're here and i cannot wait to introduce you to a dear friend of mine her name is kelly Olson, and i think if you were to crack open a dictionary and look up the word joy kelly Olson's picture would be close by she exudes joy and cheerfulness all the time. And this is a really fun episode. We talk about things that will help you dig deeper in your faith. And it's a powerful episode. But I do want to give a disclaimer and a warning that unfortunately, Kelly and her husband, Eric have recently experienced a miscarriage. And I never want to surprise anyone with that knowing that people i know and love that have gone through that would not appreciate being surprised listening to a podcast and then all of a sudden that pops up i want to be sensitive to the hearts and souls of anyone who is tuning in so the first part of the episode we don't talk about that at all but when you hear me say kelly i know there were some things that were on your heart to share today it's something to that effect anyway near the end of the podcast, that is when she shares what her family has gone through most recently. So feel free to listen to the beginning and, you know, hop off then or listen to the whole thing, because I know that she will help you in her sorrow and grieving to grow closer to the Lord. I am excited that you are here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Joyful Life podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly Olson. Hi there. Welcome to This Joyful Life. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I think it would have been really fun to have our banter before I hit record too, but man. <laughs> next time, next time. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are here. This is going to be super fun, you guys, because Kelly and I have known each other for A hundred years, it feels like. Actually, you're the one who usually says that. Why don't you tell people how we know each other?
1: Yeah, so Rachel used to drive me to cheerleading practice when we were in high school. So my 10th grade year, her junior year, my parents would pay her gas money and she'd swing by and pick me up and um, we would have all kinds of talks in the car. (laughs) And we have known each other for a very long time. A very long time. It's really
0: cool to have a friend that we knew each other in high school when, you know, I mean, you're a high schooler and through all those seasons, but then also I remember sitting in Josh and I were newlyweds. I was sitting on the floor in our apartment when you called me and told me you were engaged to Eric. Yes. That's so fun, and then I literally remember I was in the basement with Deacon, and I had just found out I was pregnant with Grace, and you called me,
1: and you were like, "I'm I'm pregnant." That was Charlie. I know, and right above me here in my room, I don't know if you can see. I'm gonna tilt my my screen all the way up. Is the sign that you made for our wedding. And that was my wedding gift. So we have all these like sweet memories over the course of our our lifetime. And it's been really fun to, to go through life with you, Rachel. Oh, so fun. I actually think that your
0: wedding gift was my first purchase on Etsy. I will have to go Yay! back and look. <laughs> I, when, when I just, when you just did the screen, I was like, oh, wow. I really, I think that was my first one. It's where it all began. Bless. <laughs> I love it. Well, I want all of the listeners and everybody watching to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. So my name's Kelly. Um, I am a mom to four kiddos. Um, My kids chart, Charlie is 11. Lexington is eight. Hudson is five and Lottie Joy is two. She'll be three in July. I have a wonderful husband, his name is Eric, we met in college, and he's just the most like perfect pick for me, that God just beautifully orchestrated, and you know, that's a whole nother story, and I'm so thankful to have him in my life, um, I homeschool my kiddos, I work from home, I've got my hands in a lot of different places, and I'm just... Um, so blessed by, um, all that God's given me.
0: I agree. You are so blessed and you are someone for me that just exudes joy. So I love that you all named Lottie Lottie joy. And That's she right. goes by that. Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> Whenever you text, I think you texted or, or FaceTimed or called I, I remember where I was sitting actually. Why? why do I remember where I was sitting in these moments? But I was at our dining room table and you were like, I've got the name, it's Lottie Joy. And I'm like, done. It was so perfect when you said it so perfect. I love it. I mean, all your kids' names I love, but that one I was like, ding, ding, we got
1: it. <laughs> so- you gave it such great advice with naming my fourth child because we were really struggling with that. And you said, I want you to go write a Christmas card and <laughs> I want you to write the your top choices as like the last name on the Christmas card. And, th- and that sealed it for me. It was fantastic advice.
0: Well, thank you. I've given that advice when friends have been unsure of uh, name spellings. I'm like, why don't you do a Christmas card and see what it looks like? And usually there's like a clear, oh yeah, that's the one. I love that you did that with Lottie Joy's name too. It is good advice. I love it. Mm-hmm. It stems from being on vacation. I think that Josh, I know Josh and I were engaged, so we weren't yet married. I was on vacation with my mom, my aunt Karen, and then my cousins and my brothers, and we were at the beach. And so they took us alone. We were in Kerala, So I have all these memories. And I remember sitting on a rainy day on the bed and I had my journal out and I was doing our Christmas card, like Merry Christmas, love Josh, Rachel, Deacon, and Grace. And really at the time, we only thought we'd have two kids because we um, didn't know a teacher and a preacher. I'm like, how many kids can we afford to send through daycare? So grateful grateful for how our life is now and better than I could have dreamed it so good (laughs) I love it okay so you mentioned that Eric is like that perfect fit for you I agree you too it's like God literally stitched you together so beautifully do you did you see that when you all first met or is it something that has just
1: no (laughs) whatever tell us So Eric and I were um, introduced from um, just through friends um, because my roommate in college was going to a really fancy dance at Virginia Military Institute. So I went to Longwood. And he went to Virginia Military Institute and they have this dance called ring figure. And it's when they get their big college ring, which is ginormous and it looks like a Super Bowl ring. And um she was going and I really was, I didn't, I wasn't dating anybody. I thought this would be so fun. If any of his your date's friends need a date, I'm a great time. Like it would be so fun. So we just met because he needed a date and I was being just kind of silly. And we were talking on instant messenger. So let's date ourselves with that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I just, after talking for, you know, about 30 minutes with him on instant messenger, I just made a joke and I just said, okay, so what are we going to name our kids? And he thought I was just so funny because I was joking that we were going to like fall madly in love and get engaged and get married. And it was just the silliest thing because within a year we were, we were, engaged <laughs> and we have four kids. So jokes are funny. God's funny. Yeah. God is so funny. And I love those moments where you, like
0: you, it was a joke. It was funny. Then you guys had, it was essentially a blind date to yeah. go to this fancy dance dance. But the whole time, like God is laughing going, if you only knew what I'm going to write as your story, like you think this is just a fun time, but I actually have the most remarkable story planned for you.
1: Amen. It was, it's really cool. We could it's talk about so good. for a, a long time. <laughs> we could, we <laughs> totally could talk about that for a super duper
0: long time. So Kelly and I had this huge news this week pertaining to our children and I feel like it's worth mentioning because at church on Wednesday night, it was the last Wednesday night for our fifth graders, Grace for me, Charlie for you, that now they're in the youth group. They're big. I We're grown ups.
1: It's just, yeah. Charlie has wanted to be a grown up for a very long time. <laughs> and for whatever reason, this like youth group stage to him is like the pinnacle. It is. And he told um, his little brother because they get different food at, at church on Wednesday nights, which is such a yeah. blessing that they feed my children on Wednesday nights. Like mm-hmm. what that is, but he told Hudson, who's five, he said, "Hey, you're gonna be enjoying applesauce, and I'm gonna be having pizza rolls," <laughs> and like <he> was <laughs> thrilled with that. So. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. So Kelly and I, our health is super important to us. It's actually part of our life, like one one really important part. And so when my oldest deacon got into the youth group, like for a family, for us, like I don't buy soda, just a personal choice, all these things. And he came back and he was like, mom, they have Dr. Pepper. And I was like, Ugh. And I was like, did you drink it? And he was like, Yes! It was just like the best, <laughs> the best thing. So that's his little like moment he gets where he can have some Dr. Pepper. All the junk fruit. food. <laughs> All the good food. They had Taco Bell a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, what? I don't know that I've ever taken you there, but okay, glad you had some tacos. <laughs> no, oh. they love it. And I think it's good. And I really like that. Um, they have this big kid thing to look forward to. And there's gonna be so much spiritual growth that happens. Like I, I think that the youth group is so good for your children owning their faith. It like becomes something that's not just what we're teaching and what we're shepherding. It is gonna become their own in the youth group. It's really neat.
1: That's so it's so really neat.
0: It's gonna be really cool for him. So you homeschool, you have several jobs that you work from home, which is so inspiring you are a mom, a wife, you do all the things, you live in this beautiful Victorian farmhouse.
1: (laughs) She's 152, um, which is really cool. And, you know, sometimes there are 152 year old problems that pop up, (laughs) but God has really like, um, changed my heart in that. Um, I've done strength finders and my 34th strength, which means it's like my biggest weakness is restorative. So like fixing things that are broken and God's really been working with me on that because you have to fix things in a 152 year old home. And what a gift um, it's been to be the steward of this home Um, and to be just a, a tiny chapter in this long life and, there has been so much um, growth in me in, in owning something and taking care of something. Um, that's 152. I remember when you all moved in,
0: we were looking at the year 2021, right? Was that her
1: 150? Yes. Uh-huh. We were looking ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, that's that's just a few years from now. We're going to have like the biggest party you can imagine. and then And then the world was weird in 2021. So weird. we didn't. She needs a belated birthday party. It does happy birthday house. <laughs> a happy birthday house. I love it. Well, you, you do have so much going on. And I love this. When I was thinking of the name for this podcast, like uh, this joyful life, I'm like, you got to say full with two L's. Cause man, it is, it's so full. Where do you find time to pause and have time for your faith? Cause you have this beautiful walk with the Lord. Where do you find time for that in a
1: full life? Yeah. So it's something that we have to strategically plan for. I mean, it is not something that naturally happens. And so it's something that Eric and I have felt really convicted about with our children is um, walking through our spiritual life together and being really clear with expectations on that. And so that's, you know, Sunday and, and Wednesday, we're at church. Like that's a non-negotiable for our children. Um, and then every single morning, we do our Bible time together as a family. And that's a gift that we get to have with homeschooling is being able to, to dictate that. And so um, we've been working through the Psalms right now. And that's been really cool to go through it with our kids. And even though my five-year-old has a different understanding than my 11-year-old, um, it's been cool to process process that together. And then every night we sit down together as a family before bedtime and do our our bedtime prayers together and talk about our day. And so that's been really cool to hear how our prayer has evolved together as a family. And, and when different things are coming up, how that leads to parenting and, and being able to talk to our kids about that, because I hear their prayers. Yeah. I hear what's on their heart when they're talking to God. And then for me personally, making sure that while my kids are doing their homeschool. So I give them certain tasks that they can do independently, that I'm doing devotionals for myself, that I'm having individual Bible time and that encouraging Eric to do the same. Eric gets yeah. up early in the morning. That um, I don't, I require more sleep. <laughs> my husband does, um, you know, cause I'm up with my kids when they wake yeah. up in the middle of the night. So Eric has his quiet time before our children wake. And, you know, that might shift for us as we, as we get older and that I may have that time later, but for me, it's finding these pockets of time and being really intentional. Um, because if I'm, and this is something we've talked about before, I'm only going to be able to lead my children in their spiritual walk as far as I'm going in mine, And oh, so wow. I hit a ceiling and I am yeah. choosing not to continue to grow. How am I going to be able to walk them through these things? And yeah. so I, um, I did not go to church as a child other than like Easter and Christmas. And sometimes not even then, you know, unfortunately that was not something that my, my parents made a priority. And so, um, I know how that has affected me and being able to lead my children and I've got some catch up and that's okay. We learn things together. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that if I am not actively pursuing my walk with Christ, that I am going to hit a ceiling of being able to lead them. and, And that's something that I'm really convicted about. That's so
0: good. And you're looking at it as a future thinker of saying, I don't want to get to that point where my my children have, you know, surpassed me in their faith. Like I always want to be the shepherd or the leader. And being a futuristic thinker is amazing. If somebody is finding themselves in a moment where they're like, oh man, like I'm looking at the fruit in my life and I I have got to make my relationship with the Lord a priority. One way I've thought of that is like, when do you find yourself in the car that you can listen to the Bible, whether you're with your kids or not, if you're alone, can you listen to it? Like, is, is there a possibility there? Like you are so good at being strategic. Can you think of ways parents can find the time, even, even with a full plate
1: of life to be able to say, okay, I need to play catch up. Oh, absolutely. Because there are lots of time wasters. Ooh. And so, <laughs> so if you make if you take a couple days and just realize where am I spending the most of my time yeah where am I you know because I think there is um uh importance in in finding rest and yeah. so there are certain things that I like to do that are like mind numbing like I like to watch certain like youtubers that's something that I enjoy yeah. to do but I try and pair that with like chores that I need to do. So like um, accountability bundling is what it is. So like, I only watch this one YouTuber that I really love to watch and I look forward to watching their videos while I'm folding laundry, like looking that, you know, accountability bundling those together, but look at, take a couple days and just audit where your time is being spent and then see, okay, where can I shift that and take a little less time doing those things to be able to to prioritize because it's the most important thing that you can do. And when you ask God to reveal those things to you, where can I fit this in? And there's really nothing more important than having that. And so we need to be making time for it and our kids need to see us making time for it.
0: So good. And to ask the Lord that takes so much vulnerability because you're saying, I know that I'm not perfect. And I'm telling you that I know, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. And I'm going to ask you to reveal it to me, but don't miss it. Like, don't, don't miss if he's saying, okay, like check your screen time. How much time are you on social media? Check your screen time. How much time are you spending doing X, Y, Z, whatever. And then don't ignore that. It's like in your face, like, okay, Lord, I'm going to set some time limits. I'm going to do whatever. And then that way I can make this a priority. I know one area for me I was very convicted about is the convenience of my phone reading the Bible there. And I love that I'm showing my children I can do that. I can be nursing my baby and also reading my Bible at the same time on my phone. But I realized that was the only place they were seeing me read it. And I wanted them to see me having the Bible. So just as simple. And I'm not not trying to be tricky or like sneaky, but I would get my Bible out. I would start reading there and leave it on the kitchen table when my kids are coming down for breakfast. And I may not have finished reading the Bible there, but I had it out and they saw, I don't know. I just wanted them to see like, this is, this is what it is to walk with the Lord. I can read my Bible on my phone, but I want to have the real thing too. out. I don't know. It just means so much to me to hold it. I don't even know if that makes sense. Oh,
1: absolutely. And, and sometimes I get like when I'm reading my Bible, I'm like, Okay, I know that there's purpose in this scripture, but I don't really understand why I need to read it right now, and I and I don't really get it necessarily in my life at this moment. But I found myself having important conversations, and it's kind of like this like slumdog millionaire moment where you are like remembering the moment that you read it or remembering the oh. moment you were listening in church and and you heard a pastor say this specific scripture and it comes to your mind in exactly the moment that you need it. And you're like, oh, I read this scripture seven years ago, or I was in church and I heard this sermon and I needed it for this exact moment right now. And the Lord is recalling it. And so even when we feel like, is this really like, does this scripture matter right now to me? Like maybe not yeah. in that moment, but it's incredible what we do retain and don't realize yeah. and that the Lord like puts it on our heart in the exact moment we need to share it. Right. Oh, that's so good. You're really good at that. I,
0: your memory for recall is amazing. You'll be like, I heard this pastor say at church. And I remember, and this was the analogy that they use and you just recall it and you do that.
1: You've done that for me. Thank you. I remember. Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's bored, and, and it has really, um, helped my walk because it's important. The, the scripture I'm reading right now is important, even if it doesn't feel important in this moment. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I know that you have some things that you want to share too. Do you love
1: where this podcast is going, Kelly Olson? It's so cool how the Lord leads it, you know, and, um, one thing that we had talked about before is that I, um, have, I've gone through some stuff in the last few months. That's been really hard and we, um, suffered a miscarriage, um, and, I'm a mom of four and I'm so blessed to be able to have four kids and what an incredible gift they are. Um, but Eric and I had prayed about it and really just felt convicted that we were supposed to try one more time and to have another baby. And we got pregnant and we were so excited. And like, what a, what a gift, the joy of new life. Yeah. Um, like to get to celebrate that with so many people and yeah. Um, to get to tell so many people face-to-face mm-hmm. like, what God is doing in your life. Like, it's so cool Yes, to share the gift of new life. And we heard um, a pastor... Tony Evans, <laughs> um, sorry. um, Tony Evans in our Sunday school class. And we were listening to this Bible study and he was like, children are the one gift. I mean, it is said in the Bible, like children are a gift from the Lord that yeah. people are like, Oh, I've got enough of those. I've got enough gifts, you know, Yeah. He said, children are such a gift. And so Eric and I were really convicted by that. And then Rachel's dad is our pastor. And Danny did a sermon on um on making disciples. And he said it over and over and over again, making disciples and how we are we're called to make disciples. And God meant to me in that moment to make create (laughs) right. Yes. You know, create a disciple. And so we decided to to get pregnant. And so um when we found out that we had lost the baby, um, it was so confusing because we felt so like we're following God's plan, you know, like yeah. God told us so clearly over and over and over again, like we're supposed to try and make another baby. And we did like, God was very clear about that. We made a baby, but the baby, we don't get to enjoy Earth's side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was so difficult and there was this waiting period that we had for about 2 weeks that of like not sure like is the baby going to survive is it not and when we finally had the um clarity and the closure that the baby had passed um i told rachel i said there is joy and peace in just knowing right i didn't have to make that decision of of what happened. And it certainly was not what we would have chosen. Um, we were so looking forward to, um, enjoying this life with this new baby. Yeah. and My son Hudson said like, thank you for making a new friend for me. And these things that our children said will stick with me forever. Yeah. Beautiful little moments. And even though it wasn't what we chose, God has given us such peace in walking with him, yeah, and such joy in knowing his plan for our life. And one thing that I didn't expect, um, I thought that because I'm we miscarried before Charlie, and I thought this was going to be easier because I have children, physical children that on earth that I can hug and love when I'm feeling sad. Um, and so I thought this was going to be easier, but it was actually very different being able to not just have my own grief or my husband's grief, but walking through grief with my children. Right. Um, and then I realized what a gift it is to, to be a steward of their grief and to shepherd them through this. And so, Mm -hmm. um, That was something I didn't expect, but God has given us such joy and peace in being able to be the one to help them through this because life is not going to be easy. And my children will experience loss and heartache and grief and struggle. And, um, I get to be that person to lead them through it. And that's a gift. It's such a gift and it's, I, I want
0: you to know what a testimony this baby still is. And I think that, you know, God was preparing your heart for, you know, making a disciple and um, having this testimony of this baby's incredible life, you're know, chasing after Jesus. And it's not how and you all certainly or anybody else saw it turning out, but God is still faithful in the promise of using this baby's life you're choosing to use it to glorify Jesus which is so admirable even in your sorrow and in pain and sadness and disappointment and all the things that I know as your friend you're feeling um, but you've still found peace which only comes from Christ and we know that peace that passes all understanding only comes from Jesus and so I know you're finding yeah finding hope there
1: yeah. And just, sure. there can be a little, like, if I can point anyone to Jesus in this sorrow, um, what a gift it will be. Um, and, and that's really what we've tried to do and, and talk to our children about that as much as possible.
0: Which, and in scripture, it says repeatedly to be strong and courageous. And that is what you're being. And it, it didn't, it doesn't say in the Bible, Hey, Kelly Olson, <laughs> be, be strong and courageous, but the command is to be strong and courageous And so even in, like all the things we said, sorrow, pain, disappointment, all these things, you're being strong and courageous and saying, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to open my hands and just let you use me. And that, wow, that is just such a testimony to people. Um, And the vulnerability, I just want to say thank you on behalf of the world that has seen your story. Because you've not allowed it to be perfect. I think that's where people say, oh, you know, I I don't want anybody to know. And there's certainly no pressure to tell if you don't feel like God wants you to. But so many women have been able to relate to your story in this. And I know you've been a flicker of hope or a wildfire of hope for so many. And God has given people what they
1: need through your story. I hope so. And grief will smack you in the face out of nowhere. Like you think you're okay and, and everything's going fine. And yesterday, Eric, you know, had a pile of clothes that I had put aside and they were on the back of my sofa. And I was like, Hey, can you help me clean off the back of the sofa? I got stuff to do. And I forgot they were there. He was like, Hey, what do you want me to do with these baby clothes? And they were clothes that I had like put aside for the baby and like out of nowhere, it just, it just hit me. And so give yourself like, if you're going through grief, like give yourself permission to just sob in the middle of nowhere when, yeah. it because it's certainly not a, um, linear journey. It's going to be, and your dad has told me this when, uh, in, in, when our, we were going through premarital counseling and, and things that we talked to him about that you're going to go through these different stages of anger and and disbelief and acceptance and, um, trying to process it. And, it'll, it'll hit you when you don't expect it.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so good. And I know, um, I have a a friend in the faith who has said, you know, that just there's this posture of your heart of saying like, Lord, let it happen. What you're doing in me, what you're doing in my heart allow, I'm going to just let it happen. I'm going to let you do that. I surrender and anything you're going through, I surrender it to you. And I'm going to let you just have your way with me. And, um, wow i mean that just that is such a a posture of just trust and you know the bible doesn't say like that you're going to go through a perfect life once you become a believer but it just (laughs) right you're going to go through times of of the testing of your faith and that builds perseverance and it builds um i believe a testimony that god will always use for the next person that, like, we don't know when he hasn't planned for your story to make an impact, although I believe it will now. I appreciate you. Well, when we got on to kind of just chat before we started recording, I said, Hey, you don't have to mention the miscarriage if you don't want to. And I, you were like, I want to. I feel like God wants me to. And I appreciate that. For us, I know we've gone through grief differently. I lost my father-in-law six you know, six months ago, you and this precious baby. Um, and one thing that you and I have said several times is like, Hey, it's almost like a, a well check with the doctor. It's like, I just want to make sure I'm being a, a safe place for you through this, a good friend through you through this. What what advice could you give to someone maybe they're not hurting right now but they know and love someone who is how can you be there for that person in their grief what does that look like oh man
1: so when you had the that feeling of like i i want to talk to them like they've come into your mind my best advice is instead of like sending a text message, pick up the phone and call them yeah. because that hearing somebody's voice and they might not answer the phone, but, you know, they may not, right. but I, I truly believe that like, he, we don't hear each other's voices enough. And I'm so thankful because in any way that people have checked on me has been a gift. Yes. And and I'm, you know, but that's something that I'm trying to do more of on the other side of it is that like, I need voices for me personally. I want to hear people's voice. And then when I'm talking to somebody and and hearing their voice, more is going to open up and more conversations are going to happen when I'm voice to voice, as opposed to a text message. Yeah. And I think, I think like you're saying, thank you. If you've texted me, (laughs) like,
0: thank you for doing that. If you've reached out in any way, thank you. And I remember when Josh's dad passed text messages to me, it was nice almost because it was like a quick, like, Hey, I'm thinking about you guys, I'm praying for you. And then there were people who sent cards. You guys sent us cookies. Like there, there were people who said, I'm thinking of you in the way they could. And it was like, wow, like thank you. <laughs> I <don't think> <laughs> thank you. There's not a wrong, way. Not a wrong, wrong way. way. But I have. There's so, not a wrong way. That I I
1: needed this. Yes. But oh, oh my word.
0: Well, and um, and it's not to say you need every voice. Well, that's have a good anything.
1: point too.
0: Yeah, and it's not to say you need every voice. So if the Lord is leading you, if you're listening to this or you're watching. And you have felt the Lord nudging you to reach out to someone. Maybe you want to take Kelly's advice today and you want to pick up the phone and call. And like she said, they may not answer. There have been times for me where I've been grieving, where I haven't felt like I even had the breath to answer. And that's okay. Like in in many seasons of life, I have felt that way. I'm not just in the last six months, certainly. So, you know, do what you can and obey how the Lord is leading you. And it might just be a card in the mail written word, I think has, um, is not as common anymore. So to maybe do a card or to send, you know, you sent us cookies and that was such a bright spot in our day. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. So like you said earlier in the podcast, ask the Lord, Hey Lord, what do you want me to do okay. ask him, he'll answer you and then do it. Um, but we Kelly and I have lived by we actually learned this in a leadership training that if somebody is on your heart, reach out to them in the next 24 to 72 hours. Don't let it go beyond 72. They are on your heart for a reason. I think we can apply that to our faith as well. All right, cal Well this podcast is called This Joyful Life. So what brings you joy?
1: Oh friendship brings me joy. It does. Such a gift, right? Such a gift. And I will say Kelly and I,
0: I don't, I wouldn't say like we're perfect friends. Cause the only perfect friend was Jesus, but we um, are friends that do not need explanation. Do you ever feel that way, Kelly? Like sometimes I'll call and, and if we have to change plans or have to do whatever, I don't, I actually don't feel like I have to explain it to you because you're going to love me anyway. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry about X, Y, Z. You're like, it's good. And if you say the same thing to me, I'm like, it's good. We're friends that just allow each other to have a full plate of life and we love each other through it. And I've stayed friends through it. So I think that's, that's a good word too to be that friend and pray. If you don't have that friend, pray for it, that you have somebody that's just going to love you through whatever. Like we both know our lives are crazy. There are times where we have to go
1: uh, I gotta go by and we hang up. That's we just awesome. hang up and we know, oh, a child has fallen. <laughs> there's something, but th- yeah. there's also the moment when I call and say, Hey, Rachel, I need to go to the hospital and I need you. And you were able to redirect everything in your life to make a priority to come watch my kids. So thank it's you for being that friend to me.
0: Well, you are so welcome. I love you and I cherish thank you. you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, you did such
1: a great job. Thank you for having me. Thank you for following the Lord in in this and making this podcast. Well, you are so welcome. I appreciate you.
0: And let's pray. Cal, can I pray? Can I pray for you and for our listeners? Okay. I'm doing it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Kelly. Thank you for the teaching that she brought to us today. Thank you for using her and really having that stirring in her heart before I even knew it that she was going to share uh, their their loss but also clinging to you in this season of life and allowing her to be a beacon of hope for so many. Thank you for her friendship. Thank you for everybody who has listened and I pray that you would Bring them comfort. You are the Lord of comfort that no one can match. The comfort that you bring and the peace that you bring in anything that we're going through, but especially sorrow. And Father, I just pray that you would be near to us today, and I pray that your goodness would overwhelm everybody who's listening and watching. Father, I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Kelly Austin. thank you, you're best. You're I appreciate you. <laughs> Yes. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you as well. Have a great week. Be blessed and I'll see you soon.